0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows,
1: visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Man, pour one out. That kills me. Thank you very much for the intro there, Java. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. Hurricane season is still here for the state of Mississippi, and we will revisit tips for what you need to do before and after the storm. Also, today we welcome back uh, one of our favorite guests, Mr. Sed Bledsoe from Fireplace Chimney Sweeps, solutions right now is a great time to get a chimney inspection and cleaning before the really cold nights get here and a cracked flue is stopping your fireplace from working properly so we're we're here for your chimney questions and also as always we're here with your uh, general home improvement projects. so oh by the way fix it 101 re-airs every saturday at nine if you don't catch it here uh right before the gestalt gardener comes on at 10 so there you go morning pam
2: good morning
1: all right, so uh, I heard while uh, while I was out last week, I was a little under the weather, I heard, uh, heard you did something cool.
2: Yeah, this was the big build up in Little Rock. I went up and we um, did an all-ladies build of a deck. We're not quite done yet because um, I was the youngest person there, and let's just say everybody else was over 60.
1: <laughs> oh, well, let me ask you this. So, like, if a guy with like a box of tools walked up to your site and says, may I help you with this for free? Would you allow it or is it
2: absolutely not?
1: Okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. This is a, this is a ladies only to... project.
2: Well, it was so much fun because you know, a lot of ladies are not familiar with power tools.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I was, it was kind of a, it was a class. I taught them how to use a compound miter.
1: Oh, wow. I told
2: them how to install joist hangers. We used um, a, some power tools. We used drills. Uh-huh. And um, I had my saws off. Or, 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 oh. And I was, um, then we had to. Stupidest use, tool um, cutting, ever, by the
1: way. Dumbest yeah, tool ever and greatest.
2: Yeah, we, and so we had to support them. And so it was kind of a lesson. And it's it may take a little bit longer, but let me tell you, those ladies had so much fun, and we laughed and we laughed. At one time, I was just rolling on the ground. I was laughing so hard. We just had, and there was no alcohol involved at that point. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> well, at that point, good for you. Hey, uh, quick question: Did each of your helpers try the sawzall? Well,
2: what all they had to do was say, "I'm afraid of that."
1: Okay, okay. That was the rule. All right. So
2: And that, no, because that was the tap out. The rule you, no. No, that means you have to try it. Oh, okay. Because the only way we get past our fear is to face it. Right. And so if they were scared of something, then that's when they got the lesson. Okay. So if, if they they kind of learned by the middle of the day don't tell Pam you're afraid of something.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> So that sounds like yeah, a lot of fun. Had a,
2: we had a really good time in that deck. I'm, I hate that Jeff isn't here. We figured out it's about six hundred square feet of deck.
1: Well, you need to once once you guys get it completely done, uh, we need we need a before and after picture, and uh, and Java will get it up on the uh, on the podcast and website. So uh, so everybody can see. I should send it.
2: you. Um, we did a pledge before we started. And everybody had to raise their hand. And the pledge pretty much Did this one involve
1: alcohol? No, there was no
2: alcohol. This was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Everybody showed up and they were all going, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so we had a pledge. And the pledge was basically every mistake is a learning opportunity. Right. And we're just going to have a good time.
1: Well, I tell you what. If you ever wanted to at least experience some... um, Uh, homemaking type things like you guys are doing, uh, repairing and putting together. And if you've never really been around that, the greatest place to start, believe it or not, and someone will help you. There'll always be someone to help you and teach you. But go and do a Habitat for Humanity one day. Yes, absolutely. It's amazing that they've got people there that will teach you how to use a tool. And if you say, you know what, I'm just not comfortable with any of that, can I have a paintbrush, please? They'll say yes. Um, they
2: will say yes, and they actually have a ladies' build.
1: Well, and so so that's something to look for too. If you've never done any sort of thing in fixing up things or home improvement, anything of that nature, uh, Habitat's a great place to start to see stuff like that. So, I agree.
2: Um, Been working with them for years. I'm so glad you mentioned
1: them. Yeah, well, I worked. uh, I want to tell you this. You inspired me. Like I said, I was a little under the weather last week, so I wasn't here. So I took a project at home that I thought, well, there's no really big stuff going on here, no heavy lifting, nothing that's going to hurt me. And so I decided I'm going to clean out my tool closet, right? Oh, I'm so proud. I know. Oh, it was the stupidest idea I have ever had in my life. <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no. So the first thing Jason wants to do is get everything out of the uh, the tool closet. And I mean okay. everything. I want it stripped yep. bare so I can okay. start and look uh, relook at it for new shelves and stuff like that and how I want to set it up. So I did all that. And, of course, just like every project we talk about here on Fix It 101, I started with a time frame in my head and there was the first mistake yeah was bad it, idea it, it, because uh, the next two days of doing the project were ne- not necessary it was just, <laughs> anyway it's done i'm over it i never want to do it again so
2: well and don't make me got,
1: organize my stuff anymore
2: <laughs> if you're like me i got squirrel brains. so i'm i'm doing something and then something else pops up and i go over there I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll work on this for a while. And then something, And by the t- at the end of the day, I'm not doing what I started out to do.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I, I completely get that. And, <laughs> and as you guys know, I will rabbit trail. All right, so you know what? We're doing a show here today, and uh, it's called Fix It 101. If you want to get your... Home improvement question answered. Please call us at 877 MPB ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or you can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And, um, uh, you know, hurricane season here again. Now, get this the reason why Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is not here, by the way, this is the perfect week to pick on Jeff. But the reason why he's not here is because he, like many others, is scrambling to the coast to get his boat out of the water and 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 away from yet another hurricane issue coming into uh coming into mississippi's territory so uh with that we're going to be talking about some other stuff but thanks jeff for we're going to miss your knowledge today and your ability to take a joke i'm sure he's listening to us. hey jeff if
2: you're listening um i was in uh, hot springs last week and they've got these things called a duck boat
1: they've had duck (laughs) boats since the second world war yeah
2: yeah and so you just need to throw some wheels on the bottom of that boat and you just pull it right out of the water and bring it up here every time There's,
1: you know if i can think of anyone (laughs) who would put big wheels on the bottom of a boat and then put flames on the side, I would think. That'd be yeah. our guy, Jeff. So.
3: That'd be our guy, Jeff.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Hurricane Delta coming in. And uh, we, for everyone who tunes into the Saturday broadcast, as of uh, today, Wednesday, we're just patiently waiting for whatever's going to happen. We've seen predictions of twos, of fours, of, you know, uh uh all kinds of stuff. So we just, we just got to be ready for this. And remember, this is not a regular hurricane. This is a 2020 hurricane. So it comes yeah. with special magic dust.
2: So, Please keep that in mind.
1: Right. We're going to get to an email here in just a minute. But I wanted to go to um, – hang on. I wanted to go to Loretta and Tupelo. And uh, you wanted to talk about an undermounted sink, Loretta?
4: Yes. Um, I meant to call last week, and I got sidetracked. So I made a point to call you today. Um, we have lived here about 20 years, and we've got an undermounted sink and a man-made granite countertop. Mm-hmm. A- and my husband and I disagree on <laughs> whether the between the sink and the countertop is a gasket that needs to be replaced because it's deteriorated, or if we need to pull all that out and caulk it with like a silicone caulking or something, or if there's something else we should
2: do.
1: Can we say all well, of the at, above?
2: Yeah, is there a there's a gap between the sink and the countertop? Uh, yes, it, it has
4: deteriorated. At first, it, there wasn't a gap at all. Uh, and the sink may have sunk slightly. I don't know. It's a double sink. So on the side that we don't use, it looks perfect. But the side that gets wet all the time and mm-hmm. we use a lot, uh, the whatever's between the countertop and the sink needs to be fixed,
1: replaced,
4: of, or whatever.
1: Loretta, I'm sorry. What kind of sinks are these? Did you say? What What are they made of?
2: Uh, stainless steel.
1: Okay, they're steel or sinks. Aluminum or whatever. It okay, is. yeah.
2: <laughs> is the side that's sagging? Does it have a disposal on it? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's it's sinking because it's so heavy on that side. Mm-hmm. And right. you can actually, um, what I would do if it were me, and funny thing, I installed a uh, in, a disposal for a friend of mine up in Little Rock. Well, she's up in Conway uh, last mm-hmm. week as well. So, um, but there's, gosh, they're so heavy. And that undermounted sink should have had a um, bracket that mounted it to the bottom side of the granite. But I can't tell you how many times I see that overlooked. The well, it looks o- like
4: we have a bracket, I think.
2: Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, the best thing to do, if I were, if it were mine, what I would do is I would get me some, um, believe it or not, duct strapping, which is a uh, galvanized strapping. And you can run that from both sides and then, What you're going to have to do is probably push up on that sink, and you could use a two-by-four that's cut a little bit too long, and you'll Mm -hmm. push that up underneath the sink, and it'll press it back up against Mm -hmm. the bottom side of the granite, right? and then use that strapping and get it tight, 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 and run it wood-to-wood underneath that, and I've even seen Sometimes what they'll do is they'll run it crossways, so it, it looks like if you're underneath the sink looking up, it looks like a cross, and that mm-hmm. will hold that thing in place.
1: And if uh, another another way to do that, if you don't feel like you might have the the strength to to push that thing up with a uh, a two x four, uh, I've done mm-hmm. this before when when I uh, again when I wanted to try something and not kill myself. Believe it or not, I used the the spiral car jack that that comes in your car you know the one that has the little uh, and,
2: great uh, idea
1: well, you that's use, a great yeah idea. yeah
2: yeah uh-huh.
1: you use the car uh-huh. jack you put it in there they're not that big they're only about a, a foot and a half long but you put it in there and and crank it up and that way it'll bring the sink it'll hold it perfectly while you you know still while you get whatever gaskets and uh and and uh, caulking in there you know
4: okay so do do I need a gasket and caulking or just and see, do I, I just need to fix the side that's messed up? The I other would,
2: side,
1: I, I, yeah. Me personally, well, if I'm fine. doing it, I'm doing all of it, but.
2: I would. Oh, okay. um, yeah. I'd do the whole thing. And I think you could get away with it's. I remember a couple of years ago, I was doing new construction. <laughs> and, you know, the granite manufacturers say that these sinks should be supported. And I had a guy that was installing sinks call me and just chew me up and down because the sealant that he was using, he said, was adequate. And I told him, I said, well, if you will sign every one of your sinks, I will not call yours out. <laughs> but how do you know? <laughs> and I just don't think that sealant is good enough because it's just going to wear out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wrap mm-hmm. it up, I think. Man, I just love your idea, Jason. The only thing I would add to that is put a block of wood between that jack and yeah, that sink yeah. so, so that
4: you don't, that you don't, don't have ride
1: drill on of Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, thank you very much.
1: Sure. Sure. Have a great day, Loretta. We're going to. Thank uh, you. We're going to take our first break, and uh, it's time for us take a first break. We're talking chimney sweeps here with said Bledsoe in just a moment and any other improvement projects you have, like that sink project you might be working on right now. We can help. To join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
5: You're listening
1: to MPB Think Radio's Fix It 101. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at org. Jeff Sammons of Houseworks is out this week, but we wish him well as he runs to the coast to get his boat out of the way of the hurricane. So, uh... Uh, right here, before we get back to the phones, I wanted to mention today we are speaking with Sed Bledsoe, and uh, Sed was a a previous guest of ours, and we just had so much fun with Sed before. Sed is a chimney sweep. Uh, Sed, are you with us today?
0: Yes, I am with you. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, sir. It's it's great to hear your voice again. Uh, So let's let folks know who you are first. Tell us about your background and how you got into the chimney sweep business.
0: Well, it's a family-owned business. My brother started this business in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in 1979. And uh, about uh, 10 years later, we transitioned to uh, the Mississippi area, and we've been uh, going at it uh, ever since. We clean and repair fireplaces. We clean dryer vents and air
1: ducts. You know, it's, it's, real, it's kind of interesting because if you think about that, you guys moved from, uh, did you say Oklahoma? Yes, Tulsa, Oklahoma. To Mississippi, King of Fireplaces. Yeah. <laughs> did you think you had picked a good business model? Was that what uh, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Michigan well, actually, didn't by- sound better? Well 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 my, my mom and dad is from Mississippi so okay. we, we kinda wanted to move back
1: home. Okay, there you go. Well there's enough of us out there with chimneys that yeah, you know, I'm sure you've got plenty to do. Absolutely. Uh so so let me ask you, what is a typical call into your office sound like?
0: Well a typical call is uh they're uh, they, they, they calling and, and it, it's it's beginning to get cold, so they start thinking about chimneys and they want to make sure the chimney is inspected and in, 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 in proper repair for them to burn. And that's very important so they can protect their home.
1: What are the odds that a homeowner can visually spot the issue with a fireplace?
0: Uh, pretty much zero. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> difficult enough.
1: Okay. It,
0: it's nice. difficult enough for us to do it because we have to be trained and certified, and, and we are. And so we have to get up in there where most of the problems occur, where you can't see, mm-hmm. and you really need to know what you're looking for to spot problems that could be uh, damaging to your home.
1: Right. Well, we know uh Javan and I talked yesterday about wow, it is that season. We have got to think about this because uh, you know, I, it's gotten a little cool and we've opened windows here and there on some some evenings, but I'm not I don't think anybody's really hit the heater just yet, but we're about to smell that terrible burning dust smell all of us pretty soon. Um, I love that smell. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> All right, so if you want to ask Sed a question about your chimney or what's going on, please call us at 877-MPB-RING. First, we're going to go to Janet in Starkville. She's got a uh, another DIY question. Janet, what's going on?
0: Hey,
4: can you hear me?
1: I can. Yeah.
4: Okay. I have got a screen door on my screen porch, but my cat has decided to make it in and out place. He has three holes in it. Uh-huh. And so, my question is um, I want to repair it, but if I do repair it, he's going to tear some more holes in it. So, maybe not. Maybe not.
1: Maybe not. Um, okay, so you have a screen door here. I, I'm going to go after this before I let the people that get paid to do this. Uh, and I don't know, you're just itching for it. But I did this just a couple of weeks ago to my own screen door, okay? You okay. you are are going to be blown away by how easily you might be able to replace the screen in your door. I did it myself the other day. You're going to need two things specifically. All right, uh, okay. you can you can buy this little tool, you know, and they just call it a you know the the screen door tool. It's a little it's a couple of little rollers is what it is. They're rollers on the end of a stick. You'll think, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Why am I buying this? Get it. Uh, then you buy the screen material. And here's where you say, well, he'll just do it. Well, the cat will just do it again. Here's the fun part. All screens are not made the same and not made out of the same stuff. And most likely what your uh, cat got after was some fiberglass screening rather than uh, they've got even steel screening out there. They can scratch all all day if he wants. So, uh, Pam, I'll go ahead and let you have it now.
2: You ain't got no cat, so you don't understand. I got <laughs> it.
1: That's right. Man, I put up <laughs> yeah. stainless I mean, steel screen.
2: That cat don't care. Yeah. That's how he comes in that's, and out. That's <laughs> right. So what kind We're of right. door? Is it a metal door or wood door? It's a wood door, and if
4: I put a metal door there, it, looks, it would just look really awkward and you know. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, my yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so here's it. my story. A couple of years ago, well, it was a little bit after Katrina. Um, I, my house is just weird. And so I put a screen door on my bedroom because I'm by myself. And I thought, oh, that'll be cool. Well, that was great until the dog chewed a hole through the screen. (laughs) So and it's an old wood door that I picked up in New Orleans, um, that was vintage. And so it's an old screen door and the dog is chewing through the screening. So what I did is I took fence wood. And I framed out the bottom of the door, and now there's no screen because you probably have panels, right? You got an upper panel, lower panel.
4: Yes, I've got like it's about 20 years old. The door, so I got four little panels at the bottom. i thought about putting up a steel thing on the bottom or or a cat door, but
2: they just don't fit. Yeah, nothing's going to fit there. So you could, I would I would go with something else. Like you can even go to the, um, you could use scrap wood to come in. And mine looks cool. I ought to send that picture to Java. So they put it up because I used, I ended up using barn wood going across my screen door. Ooh. And I, I've never, I've not seen anything that looks like it. And, and in my opinion, it looks great. And then I hung something funky on it. Right. But you could get, you can also go to these big box stores and buy that. It's a metal plate that goes on a screen door for people who have pets. And so oh, you can use okay. screening. You could use Wait. the regular screening. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait keyboard. a second,
1: Pam. Did we just have like a four-minute conversation, and now there's a product that does this?
2: Well, it is, <laughs> but it's not as cool.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs>
2: I'm, about the, I'm about the cool factor. I okay. Look. If you've got an well, old screen door, Janet, use it.
1: I, I'm going to say, strike everything I said. Go to your local okay. store and buy the thing that does this.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's a metal piece. That you, can, <laughs> and you can get it to the size, and that's what people use it for, to keep their dogs and cats from tearing up the, the screening. Okay. I'd like to see a picture of that wood uh, barn door thing. Sounds pretty cool. All right. I All will right. take a photo and send it to Java as soon as we are off the air.
1: All right. Good deal. All right. Thank All right thanks, Janet. We show. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Jan. Sad, are you still with us? I am still with you. Okay, so Uh-oh. I've got an email that I wanted to talk to you about. Do we need to hold on on that, John? Uh, let's go on. Uh, an email that we got in, and I don't think this person knew that you were coming in, but you're, you're a great person to have here today because you mentioned that you guys clean um, dryer vents. It's one, yeah. of the, one of the services you offer. Now, so here's where I am. Hello, all. Your show is great. Thanks for this. Oh, well, they, you know, we're talking about autocorrect now. Anyway, I'm a semi-retired engineer and also now do handyman work, often finding myself yelling in agreement at my truck radio during your show. I moved into this area about two and a half uh, years ago in Olive Branch. The house was somewhat neglected. The dryer was venting into the attic. The old dryer vent pipe that went to the roof was laying in the insulation full of dryer lint. There was a hole in the plywood roof deck that was shingled over where I assumed the vent once went through. After much research, I installed the vent pipe back through the roof with the correct size boot. However, I also installed a box with a removable lint screen. After this vent screen, I installed a booster fan with a pressure switch so it turns on when it senses airflow from the dryer. Man, he went all in. She I can did. I can actually hear it run for a few minutes after the dryer vent turns off. After the booster fan, then we finally go through the roof. All seems to be working good. However, I'm surprised that the secondary lit screen fills up so quickly. The dryer was installed new when we moved into the house 2.5 years ago. At first, I thought it was old lint breaking free from the pipes. However, I still have to clean the secondary lint screen every two weeks. I tried not using the secondary lint screen, but the lint clogged in the hood and I put the, uh, and I put on the roof, uh, getting caught up in the bird screen. So anyway, is it surprising to you that a new dryer is passing that much lint through its lint traps? Um, was an interesting question. And I know that said you work with this kind of stuff on a daily. So what, what, uh, what do you think of that?
0: Well, um, no, it's not surprising. It, it partially may be having to do with uh, what he's drying. Uh, that's uh, creating the lint that he's having. Uh, it's good that he went all out and put the booster in there. And uh, 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 but because it's going, uh, the dryer is venting up through the roof against gravity. Uh, he's just going to have to keep that clean. Uh, that, that secondary screen clean and and the, the hood on the outside clean so it, so that it doesn't uh, back up and clog up and cause a problem.
1: So I'm thinking maybe an external uh, force here might be in play also. Maybe they've got pets. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, I'm not sure, but it, that, how much are these uh, – is he putting out an unusual amount of lint? Or people just is, do these things get a lot of lint.
0: Well, like I said, it, it, it depends on what he's what he's drying. That's that's creating the lint. Right. The system itself is not going to create lint. Right. It's what he's drying that's creating the lint. Uh, if he's getting a and, uh, a whole lot of it, um, but the system that he has is should be adequate to to vent it out. It's just unfortunate that. The system is going up against the gravity instead of down uh, out the side wall. Right. It's much, much better to vent a dryer. Okay.
2: You know, and I'm wondering, too, Sid, what if you just took that out of horizontal and took it out of soffit instead of trying to go straight up?
0: That, that's the best way to do it is go straight, up, straight out. You've got them that's going straight out through the wall. You've got them that's going underground and make turns, which is not the best either. But uh, like going up against gravity is the absolute worst way to prevent it.
2: Well, and then mm. you're dealing with, and I I talk about this quite a bit, is that our cool. dew point here in the South is way high. So now you're going to take warm, moist,
1: clothing
2: yeah. residue and try to push it out of the house. And it's just, you're working against... Uh, nature, you're wor- unless you could, you could put a dehumidifier in your attic, but that's insane. I mean, right. that'd just be crazy. Yeah. But you've got all that moisture content up there, and then you're going to take a pipe and try to push warm, mm. sure. moist stuff. Sure.
1: <laughs> stuff. Right. That's a great word right. for that.
2: <laughs>
0: right. And it's it, it's going to make it's going to cause the dryer to overwork pushing it up, and that's why he, that's, I'm sure that's why you put the booster in there to sort of help the dryer. Boosted up against the gravity of the roof right wow
2: yeah these folks that are built these older houses too i did one yesterday it was a foreclosure and they had taken pvc pipe taking it through the slab to go out and i bet you right. clean a bunch of those out
0: we clean a bunch of those out and we clean a bunch of them out that has uh little condensation there it's water and that water hits the lint and makes it clog
2: and yeah
1: yeah Water and we actually ugly.
2: tell people tell me if what do you think about this? We tell our clients whenever they're like that is every six months they need to pull that dryer out and stick their leaf blower down in their uh dryer pit and blow right. everything out.
1: man, that's a great idea
0: oh. well that, that's what we do after we put our, <laughs> our 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 uh warming tool in there and, and get everything out. we put the blower on that and blow it open to make sure it's completely.
1: Be free. all right that's okay. this weekend's project thanks guys um all right you know what we need to uh we need to go ahead and take a quick break real quick um it's time for another break if you want to join today's show if you're on the line stay on the line i'm coming to you amanda at 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at org. i'm here talking with pam pibus and said bledsoe and uh Uh, Jeff Sammons is running for the coast. It's a chimney sweep and a home inspector today. Here and ready to answer your questions about home improvement. Join the show by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform.
1: Uh, you're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Our guest today is Sed Bledsoe from Fireplace Chimney Solutions. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay. Jason,
5: before we go to the phones, I just have to let the people know that if they do not know that some of these uh, stingers today have uh, Eddie Van Halen right? because he just passed away, but I already knew without even talking to you, Jason, Uh that this was going to... Be a highlight for your day it because if they could, if they could see what you are doing <laughs> when those <laughs> when the guitar starts playing, <laughs> it's a good it's a good thing. So they uh, I did it almost for you.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you, childhood hero. There, so all right, um, we've got Amanda on the line in Oxford with a wood burning stove maintenance issue. Uh, I'm sure Sed wants to get a hold of that. What's going on, Amanda?
6: Um, we built a house last. We moved in last fall, so we burned fire, fire in the fireplace all winter. And I just wanted to know if there was any preventative maintenance we needed to do before we used it this this winter.
0: Sid? Absolutely, yes, absolutely, Amanda. Uh, the National Fire Protection Association recommends that every fireplace be inspected annually. So before you burn, I would recommend you having a chimney sweep come out and inspect and make sure. That everything is fine. It doesn't need to be clean. There's no leakage anywhere, uh, just to make sure you're safe.
6: Okay. Wow. Um, it, would it be unheard of if water comes down the pipe at all? Like during the uh, summer when we've had so much rain, I uh-huh. noticed a little bit of water pooling behind the stove on the floor because it's not it's up flush against the wall, so it was obvious. Is that unusual, right. or should I go back and talk to the installer?
0: Uh, yes, that is not unusual, but it's okay. not normal also. So if you okay. have water coming in, that means there is a, a crack or a opening somewhere up there around the cap, around the flashing, that's allowing okay. that water to penet- penetrate right in, and that needs to be stopped immediately.
1: Amanda, how old is that installation?
6: Say that one more time, I'm sorry.
1: How old is the installation?
6: Oh, it,
2: it's only been maybe last September, so a year. Oh,
1: Yes.
6: Right. Well
2: is I've yeah. got another I'll, question for Amanda. Okay. Is it a is it a freestanding stove where you can actually yes. see the flue going up to the ceiling? Yes, ma'am, it is. Okay. You yes. may have con it may be condensation because that's gonna be and correct me if I'm wrong on this, said, but I, I think if that is a freestanding flu that's going all the way up to the ceiling and then it penetrates that ceiling. You, you basically have an area, it's almost like having a hole in your ceiling with no, um, there's no insulation value there. So then you're going to turn on your air conditioning. That cool air is going to hit that metal vent, and it could be just creating condensation that's coming down the backside or around that, that chimney.
6: Interesting okay, so thought. That
2: would, that would possibly
6: explain a damp smell throughout the summertime. It
2: could, Amanda. yeah. It's, yeah, but I think Amanda. I'm with Ted. I think you need somebody to take a look at it just to make sure. Because if it's a flash, it could also be a flashing issue.
1: Yeah. Right. Said? Yes.
2: are
0: you are you seeing the are you seeing the water after a rain or during a rain?
6: Well, here's the thing. It's exposed on the first floor, but then it is actually built into a closet. There's drywall around it for the second floor before it goes through the ceiling. But it's straight. It's a. It doesn't. There's no angle to the, flue pipe mm-hmm. at all. It's just a straight up.
0: Right, but at, at what point are you seeing the water? Are you seeing the water uh, after uh, a hard rain, or are you just seeing it just periodically with with uh, no? It was no.
6: It was after one of the biblical rains over the summer. Got um, it. Like <laughs> it was. It rained and rained and rained and. It, I mean, we didn't uh-huh.
1: it's it's a crazy how acceptable it is to say that in Mississippi, but go ahead right.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was it was that level of rain, and I didn't notice it right away, but a day or two later it's sitting on concrete tiles that are lighter color, uh-huh. and sure, I actually sure. saw where it looked like um ash or soot was on the water, and it looked like water had dried there
0: right right yeah i would i w- I would call a I would call a chimney sweep and have him in, in, in inspect the uh, system, uh, the, the pipe outside, the cap, the flashing—to find out uh, if there's a crack where that water can uh, could get in.
1: You know, I instead, I agree with you. I am going to say that I want to I want to uh, speak through Jeff's voice right here. This thing got installed in September, uh, yeah. last September. Right. We I, I I might call the installer first and say, you know, yeah. did you not put a boot on? Or you know, yeah. what's going on? That's a good idea. That's a good idea too. So yeah,
2: because there's a one-year warranty on that. That builder's actually basically um, responsible for that house for a year.
1: Well, he was last month. Unfortunately,
2: unfortunately, we are the builders. We subcontracted it ourselves, so that would be Uh,
1: you're fired. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, you just have to live with it forever. (laughs) Right.
1: All right, Amanda. We appreciate it. Uh, All right. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Oh, Miss Kathleen is on the line. Kathleen, what's going on?
4: Well, we both know that I'm not the smartest person on this earth. Don't have to be. I know. But there are a lot of people smarter than me that failed us when they made these new washers without a lint trap. And that is a heavy source of lint. Sometimes, oh, the washer
1: limp trap. Okay, I got you. I see what you're it saying.
4: Doesn't, it does not take what needs to be taken off the clothes.
1: Okay, so okay. everybody, let's see a show of hands of how many people knew the washer had a limp trap starting now. <laughs> my, my head's not up. Right. <laughs> they do, they believe do. it or not. And if you take that the front bottom panel... Off of your washer on a lot of these things, that's right where it is, and you can get to it right up front. It's usually only about four or five screws to get off, and then, meaning the front panel comes off, and then there's the the there's a little basket like thing in there that you can twist and pull out that has gunk. Just wow. Yeah. So if you've never looked at that before, if you're at home, try it out. You're gonna be like, ew, sorry. Well, yeah, pull your manual
2: out and- or Google. Yeah. Because you can find out mine, I just bought one last year and I bought it specifically because that lint trap was accessible. Really? Yes. Mine has a drawer, no more screws, no more taking off panels. You just open the drawer, unscrew the little filter thing, pull it out. I highly recommend a bucket.
1: underneath <laughs> it because it's full of water. Right, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and then I, anyway, it was a great excuse to clean behind my washing machine, but... Out, next time I'll put the bucket in, but whenever you pull that thing out, it will pull out all that stuff. And, you know, hopefully they're catching up with this Kathleen, and they're starting to do that and put these lint traps in the washing machine because that will take care of it. So back to our email. Maybe the guy just needs a new washing machine. Right. Well, lo
4: and behold, all the, all the greater minds took a little country girl out here to figure that
0: out, right? <laughs> I guess you are the smartest, Kathleen.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody
1: Alright, thanks Y'all Kathleen have a good day. You bye too bye. Let's go to Susan on the line from Meridian What's going on, Susan?
3: To tell, I have a carport that the, has a regular screen door you know, the one with the two panels at the bottom, the big panel at the top Yes ma'am And what a carpenter did for me years ago is he, in um, fact the cat scratching on it right now but I wanted something put on so that when you go out and, you know, you don't hit the wood, you happen to hit the screen, it pops out at the top. mm mm-hmm. And he put, I think it's called butcher wire. It's little squares. First he put the screen, then he put the butcher wire.
1: Butcher wire?
3: Well, it's That's some a good kind idea. of wire that it's little, little tiny squares.
1: Uh-huh. On a string?
2: And, um, it's, it's thick, but it's not a It is. Like, um, isn't it called like chicken wire or it's the tiny little squares? It's a tiny. Somebody said something about they use it with concrete.
1: Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. So everybody out there, picture in your mind what, you know, like cartoon chicken wire looks like. Take that image out and put squares in the place. Little bitty squares. Um, yeah, and,
3: and what he did, he put the screen, then he puts that, which is on the outside, uh-huh. and the door has never popped open. I mean,
2: nobody's ever popped it out. Well,
1: no, you'd break a tooth or a claw before you move that thing.
2: Well, and Susan, funny story. I'm so glad you said that because I did the same thing years and years ago. I had an old carport that was screened in. I've since turned it back into a carport, but I had this old cat living out there. And the raccoons kept uh, tearing the screen to get to the cat food, so I put that. I put, did the exact thing that you said, and in the middle of the night, my dog was going crazy, and I went outside, and that raccoon was hanging on that stuff. No. <laughs> he was trying so hard Again, oh, trying a, to get in the
0: Well You got a <laughs> raccoon trap now,
1: right? And said, <laughs> uh, "This is probably one of my f- most fun." Uh, thanks a lot, Susan. I appreciate the. Uh,
4: See y'all later. Bye.
1: Uh, by said the uh, the thing I always like to ask uh, when you come on or when you've come on is is what what is the most unusual animal you've found in the chimney living?
0: The most unusual animal I found in the chimney, chimney living uh-huh. that would have to have been uh, a duck.
1: A duck? a duck? Are you serious? Yeah. There was a duck?
0: <laughs> a duck. That rascal had flown up to the top of the chimney and slipped and fallen down. I think he was hurt because he couldn't get back out, but he was alive oh. in there making noise. Yeah. We got him out. We got him out. Th- so someone like actually was-
1: called you and said, please come and get my duck out of my chimney?
0: <laughs> they called and said, they've got an animal in their chimney. They really didn't know what it was. I think not you know what it
2: was.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Making such a horrible oh, well, have, noise they, they couldn't distinguish what it was.
2: They woke up one morning and a raccoon had slid down the chimney, had gotten all sooty, and then gone in the yeah. house and just wreaked havoc. Oh. <laughs>
1: Which speaks wow. to put
2: those guards on their chimney. Put those what are those things called? Chimney, cap. chimney,
0: chimney
1: caps. caps. Chimney oh, caps. Chimney
2: caps. Chimney Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Have a have a quick email for you, you guys, here. Um and said this this right down your your lane again. I'd like Break to get your, your thought your thoughts. Sorry. I'll get that. I'd like to get your thoughts on gutter guards. We, uh, we get a lot of pine needles on the roof as well as leaves and fine debris from oaks and other deciduous trees. Would any kind of gutter guard work in this situation? If so, what type or brand, if you can say? Or do gutter guards tend to cause more problems than they solve? Before we move on, again, Jeff's uh, initial opinion on this has always been they all kind of work a little. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with that. You, you two pros can take it from there.
0: Well, I'll, I'll jump in there and I'll, I'll have to agree with Jeff. They do kind of work a little, all of them that I've seen. Uh, they, they they, do. Uh, uh, they get the big stuff. They kick the big stuff out, but they, they all have holes, so all the little stuff can get down in the holes uh, along with the water and, and, and eventually build up.
1: Well, oh, uh, the oh. the last question uh, the person asked, uh, and and it's from a listener in Jackson. Or do gutter guards tend to cause more problems than they solve? So let's
0: do have that one,
1: Pam. Pam. <laughs> well, someone's making a decision <laughs> based, a based on what you're saying, Pam. So make it good.
2: Okay. Well, you know gutters are a pain in the, and I will not finish the sentence. Thank you. Uh, and especially if you've got big trees. So if you're going to have gutters, just go ahead and resign yourself to home maintenance.
1: Because you
2: need to pay attention. If you're not paying attention, if you put them up there and you forget about it, now you got a problem. It's just like anything else. You know, If I don't exercise, I gain weight. If I pay attention, then I'm okay. If I clean my gutters out, I'm okay. But if I don't clean them out, I'm going to have
1: problems. Well, and when you say I'm, I'd like to go back to something that the lady said uh, from the previous call. She said, I was my contractor. I doesn't mean you get on the roof. I I can mean you hire somebody to do that. That Um, I
2: mean, I'm on a 412 here. My house was built built in 58. So I've got a low pitch. And I have been known to get up on my roof with my leaf blower. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to clean out my gutters. Ruh, ruh, ruh. Now, it's not the smartest thing to do, no. and I always make sure. Actually, I got an iWatch, an Apple Watch. Do you know if I fall down and I don't answer this thing, it calls 911?
1: Well, that's good, but remember, by that, <laughs> by that time, you're on the ground, Pam.
2: So. Yeah, by that, by that I'm, I'm down there, so I don't recommend ever anybody getting on their roof. It's I would hire equipment. somebody... You know, but, yeah, have somebody that can get up there and clean them out. The guards, the worst thing you can do, in my opinion, on a gutter guard is put it on yourself.
1: Well, and, you know, I had, uh, I remember this. Uh, my father's long passed away, but I remember he was 70 years old. I went to go visit him one day, and he was on the roof pulling leaves out of the gutter. I'm like, Dad, wow, wow. I- hire somebody to clean the gutter. <laughs> I've been doing it for, you know, 40 years. it. Yeah, well.
0: Well, Jason, I I didn't mention this, but we do clean gutters as well.
1: Oh, okay. You You know what I said? uh, Before we take this uh, last call, I do want to give you an opportunity to uh, say uh, the name of your business and how you get in touch with you, that sort of thing.
0: Absolutely. Fireplace Chimney Sweep Solutions, uh, my phone number is 601-609-5540. You can go online at chimney-sweep.com. MS.com to our website. We are certified and insured. We clean and repair fireplaces, dryer vents, air ducts, and gutters.
1: Okay. This is not an endorsement of any particular uh, 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 chimney sweep, uh, nor can said get to everyone that this show reaches. So uh, choose choose your chimney sweep uh, wisely. Is there like a certification of some sort people need to look for, said?
0: Uh, yes, uh, we have our suites uh, certified. We uh, go and test uh, annually to make sure we stay on top of uh, uh, everything that's uh, coming out and uh, make sure we can keep the home safe. Is
1: there something that would say that that I would know to ask them for?
0: Uh, yes, we carry our certifications in our trucks.
1: Okay. All right. Well, then, that's uh, that's good to know. I really appreciate that. All right. Let's go to Lisa in uh, Strayhorn's got uh, info about the squares of the screen and the hardware mesh that we're talking about. What's what's going on, Lisa? Yeah.
3: It's called hardware mesh. Uh, that's what I always heard it called. And uh, the strapping, the galvanized strapping with the holes in it, it's called plumber's tape.
1: It's called sweat, what it's called?
3: Okay. 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 It's built this little square. The little square screen is called hardware mesh, and the strapping she was speaking about earlier with the garbage disposal uh-huh. a little holes in it. That's called plumber's tape.
1: Okay, so uh, Lisa, uh, <laughs> thank you. My dad was you. a
3: contractor. My dad was a contractor.
1: Okay, see, uh, I've <laughs> never known what that what that kind of mesh was called, but it, it's. You gotta be tough to get through it. Uh and sometimes it's oh, coated yeah, with the, sometimes it's coated with uh if they use it, people use it sometimes in the garden, they'll coat it with like a, a rubberized green material, yep. you know. Yeah.
3: It's almost like a, like a zinc almost. Yeah, but
0: it's, it's wonderful
1: stuff. Oh yeah, yeah Okay. All right. Uh thank you very much, Lisa. Enjoy your day. The one thing we uh can do here on MPV is uh learn more. So thank you, ma'am. Said, uh is there any last thing that you want to let folks know about uh when if if they're about to go ahead and light a match on their chimney, what do you give me some steps that we need to take real quick?
0: Uh, before you light the match, you should make sure that your fireplace has been inspected by a probe. Um mm-hmm. And depending on what type of if you've got a wood burning fireplace, you make sure that that damper is open so that uh, that smoke doesn't back out into your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 that's that's that, that, that's that's uh, pretty much it. You should have a screen there. If right. you don't have screen doors, you have a screen that you can put up there to keep embers from popping back onto the floor.
1: Okay. All right. And good get deal.
2: good wood Don't forget, don't burn good wood You get gummy wood in there, you
1: got a problem Alright, well, good to know There we go no, uh, Well, no no number to call at this point Let's finish this thing Alright, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio And is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman Our call screener today was Liz Gill For Pam Pibus Our guest said Bledsoe and the absent Jeff Sammons. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday ten A.M. program Everyday Tech with Jay White. Oh no, we we have a uh, we may have a conference coming up here in just a moment. Nope. Okay. So Everyday Tech with Jay White. Join us next Wednesday at nine for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.